Good to be loud again. Talk Radio, coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington. My name is Lestro, and with me as always is the Guru. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And you know how this goes, we're here to talk a little trash on the week's worth of sports. I don't know anybody except the Guru, and the Guru knows all. Man, I know just a little something something, man. Just a little something, man. Guru, we are back for episode 62 after another wild week in the NFL. How did Miami pull off a miracle against the Patriots? Do we believe in the Bears after they beat the Rams? Could the Seahawks be the best team in the NFL? Should the Vikings have buyer's remorse over your favorite cousin? Then, in our Week 15 preview, the NFC East leading Cowboys take on Andrew Luck and the Colts. The Pats and the Steelers both look to bounce back after embarrassing losses. It could be Cam's last stand versus the Saints, and it's a West Side story as the Chargers and Chiefs duke it out an arrowhead. Then, Segment 2 brings us Guru's call-outs and shout-outs, our Bets with Ben segment with Ben Carey of TheCurrencyKings.com, and you know we got a two-minute drill. Guru, episode number 62, man. Let's roll. Guru, my man, it is good to see you. It is good to be back. A little bit of a vacation there for a couple weeks, trapped under a baby. I'll tell you what, it's good to be loud again, too. Good to be loud again. Hold up. Somebody was loud. Was it you or the baby? It was the baby. All right, then. All right, then. Wasn't good me, man. Good for you to be loud again. Uh, yeah, it's good for me to be loud. I've been, I've been for the past two weeks at this time of night, been like, real like quiet. We don't want to wake no baby up, man. Walking on eggshells, I tell That's you. That's exactly Walking it. Walking on those eggshells, brother. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm living the dream, man. Don't you pinch me, man. Don't you pinch me. Did you have a good weekend? Oh, yeah, man. What did I do this weekend, man? What did I do? What did I do, man? It's just Netflix, man. Just I'll tell Netflix you. at the wife this weekend. That's I'll tell you what I did. I did nothing this weekend, Absolutely. man. We had the uh, the baby got sick, and that was that just shut everything down, man. There's nothing worse than a baby with a fever. He gave it to the wife. She gave it to me. It was just a, the whole Lestro household is just starting to come out of it, man. Oh, look at y'all, man, swapping DNAs. Ain't that <laughs> it's, sweet? It, just, it goes around Ain't and around and around. That's sweet, man. That's how little Calvin was made in the first place, hey swapping now. DNAs, man. Hey, now. Come on, man. All right, Guru, let's, uh, but, uh, you know, we do have some things to talk about here. We have a little bit of NFL to talk about. I got to see very little football this weekend because uh, the baby. But, but I, I did get to see some, uh, some of the amazing shit that happened uh, on the field this weekend. Dude, you missed, like, you know, like I said, football season started week 13. <laughs> it's, no, that's when I don't really care about the first few because it's all data collected. Right. That's all you're trying to do, just collect data and see where uh, by week 13, that's when, that's when you really start seeing the real, real football. That's when you see the coaching comes in play. That's when you see. Well, we are uh, in the. In the home stretch here. Oh man, we are right. We are right there. Forget the home stretch. We're in the sprint. We're in the back turn right there, man. We ain't yeah. stretching. Nah, <laughs> ain't no stretching. That's the beginning. That's the preseason. Well, Guru, you just mentioned that this is where the you know the coaching matters, and so let's start with the biggest story of the weekend, which was the Miami miracle uh, down there in Miami, where the 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 Dolphins ran a hook and ladder play at the end of the uh, at the end of the the game. 
that worked for like 70 yards and, and, and gained them a touchdown to beat the Patriots. Now, this is just a crazy play. Guru, what happened here, man? You know what, Lestro, <laughs> Bobby Kraft, and all them Bostonians and New Englanders, y'all don't even know what the hell they want to call themselves. New England, Boston, Vermont, yeah, yeah. Maine, do I, people in the in the Atlantic Northeast, right? Right, right, those folk. Yeah, those folk. Those folk right there from the South. Those folk from the North South. Anyway, anyways, they think they're so slick. You know what they do every December, but basically the last two years? You know what they're going to do? They're going to take the South Beach, Beach vacation. <laughs> They think they're so slick. Like, they think they can fool the guru. You think Giselle don't have a little family member out there to take the kids there? Don't you think um, Belichick don't have a couple of grandpa Belichick and them down there in South Beach? Don't you think Bobby Kraft chilling chilling with um, Rick Ross, Ricky Rose in South Beach? Come on, man. That's his homeboys, man. I tell you, I know Gronk's out partying Dude, when he's down there. So, basically, this is what I'm trying to tell you. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. Bob Crown always try to pull a slick one, but the guru always on always investigate and find out. For the last three seasons, they've been coming taking a South Beach vacation. South Beach, think about it. The weather in Boston like uh, on Sunday was 37 degrees. What the hell in December? You know what you want to do? You want to be in South Beach. Yeah, you know? I don't want to be in Boston. Two, That's for two. damn sure. And last year, right, with the 2017, they played in uh when, when they played December 11th. It's basically around the same, same time. time. All right, the year before, they played January 3rd. I'm like, you think you can fool the guru? I know what you're doing. And you know they took an L because they do the annual South Beach retreat and vacation. They look past the Dolphins, man. Well, that's, I want to actually ask you that. Do you think they look past the Dolphins? Or is this, you know, you talked just then about the beginning of the season being data collection. And we talked at the beginning of this season of the Patriots not showing you anything in the beginning of the season. Is this Bill Belichick? Uh, I mean, was this him trying to not show us something? Or, or nah, did Bill Belichick hey, get shown something? You know something? what? For the first time, because at the end of the day, we know what this is. As soon, when it start getting to this weeks now, it, it's basically come down to about basically – Three plays. In football, I'll give about two to five plays, just to be safe. It's about two. It comes down to two to five plays. But we don't really know when those plays occur. But those are really the defining factor as far as the game goes. Uh-huh. And It's not like the NBA where we know they're going to be in the last yeah, five minutes. Yeah, we know there's going to make runs right. in the NBA. Everybody make runs. Here it's like it's going to be two or three plays that wins the game, right? And then what the Patriots have always been superb at is this situational football. Don't have a lapse of judgment because of his history, and we just talk about data collecting. We know about Belichick's data, and we have enough data on Belichick. So I'm gonna give him a lapse of judgment because we all knew, you know, because I saw him when he when he went Gronk's been there before as far as for the Hail Mary passes. So when I mean this was a South Beach lapse, you know, I don't even want to call it the uh, Miami miracle. Hey, the guru, I'm changing that. It's the South Beach lapse. The South Beach lapse. Yeah, he just had a lapse of judgment, and he thought Tannehill, basically, because they're in South Beach and the sun gets to you in your head, you know, from New England, you don't know about. So they had a, Belichick had a lapse of judgment and had party boy Grunk out there, and which the Dolphins took advantage of, and we're talking about the last, the, the lateral play. And yeah. I, and I don't blame him. They said somewhere, I read somewhere, it's like a 0.1% of that opportunity happened, of that chance happened. That was luck. An incredibly rare play. Incredible luck. Yeah, and with only two laterals through it, usually there's more than that at the end of the game. 
but but was uh what's his name? Graves got the uh, the touchdown. Drake, Drake. Drake. I'm sorry, Drake got it. And we ain't talking about no. your boy from up north. We ain't talking about Drake. We ain't no. talking about back to back. No, this boy was not in his feelings. This is Kenyon. Uh, yeah, he, uh, out there, out there running past and. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Gronk because he was put on the field as, as part of the Hail Mary team to knock it down, but everybody knows Ryan Tannehill ain't throwing a ball 70 that. yards. And that's what I mean is the lapse because Belichick was basically saying, we know he's not going to do it, so they're going to do the little um, high school, you know, the the the, the fire drill. Just, throw, yeah, just yeah. whatever happens, happens. So Belichick, being in South Beach because of the vacation, what do you do on vacations? What do you do when you go on vacation? You get laps. <laughs> Is that what happens? You know, your judgment is a little bit different. You're not as acute as you were. You're not as sharp. That's what happened. I'm not falling for it. And you know what the schedule is probably going to be? How is it they're in South Beach in December every year, dude? Well, they're division rivals. Dude, you know, but you still, play they should have played. Like, you got to switch sometimes. They should play in um, New England or in South Beach in September. That's a good point. Make yeah. the Dolphins come up exactly. there in, in December. Exactly. Right. Come on, man. Crap. That's what I'm saying. Crap, you know, pulling this slick on the goo. The goo once it did the report, man. I saw the research, man. Well, it's funny you say that because even Ryan Tannehill knows he's not throwing 70 yards, but he did see Gronk. I was like, Gronk's on the field. We got this. You know? and, and he knew <laughs> right away. Hey, that put it like this. The only time Tannehill could say that is if – Tannis on the field the same time Gronk on the field. Right. That means favored in a tennis matchup. Favored Miami. Yeah, yeah something's, <laughs> gone, something's gone very wrong. I was like, Gronk's on the field. We got this. <laughs> so anyway, does this mean anything going forward? Absolutely not. No, then no, not worried about no, anything. No, move on. It, it does help the, the Dolphins' playoff chances is what it helps right there. It puts uh, them back on as a bubble team. Yeah, yeah. They all love the bubble. Record-wise. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of a team that's not on the bubble right now, uh, the Bears pulled off a very nice victory against the uh, the Rams on on Sunday night. Jared Goff and the Rams uh, went into Chicago on a very chilly uh, uh, Sunday night and really looked like an L.A. team, like lived up to the stereotype, looking like they couldn't play in the cold. That said, the Bears threw some defense at them right now, and I know you got some got some thoughts on this Bears Ooh, team. You know I love defense. I know you oh love defense. Oh gosh, the guru watched that film and watched that film and watched that film, buddy. Boy, I'm, ooh, 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 I got some stuff to say about that. First of all, Vic Bangio, the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. The guru is giving you, I'm calling you out already, I'm giving you the shout out right now. Yes, boy, yes, boy. Man, it was impressive. And you know what I love about defense, and I love what he did. Now, let me just break it down to you guys, what exactly happened, right, from the eye on the sky. So the Rams, dominant, heavy 11 personnel team, right, meaning they have one single back, one tight end, and three receivers on the field at all times. That's like majority of the offense, over 90% of the time, that's what they do. Get that little spacing, get the little quick guys on the field, do the jet motion, do all that what Tough Gurley does. Basically, do the all of the finesse situation. Right. So, you know what Vic did? He brought the big boys. Plugged them. So, plug. So, what you do now, he stayed. Usually, when you're in 11 personnel, that's when defense, you got, you have, that's when you play your nickel defense. That's when you have your nickel corner. So, you take a defensive lineman or a linebacker off the field and put a little guy like a corner or safety. That's what happens. And usually, the offense now has the advantage because you can run all pass because they have a smaller guy. But 
the Bears are like, no, sir, we ball. We got Khalil Mack. We got all them big dogs. We got our boys out here, and we ready. We got the young linebackers, Trevathian, who's a beast, and they got the rookie they picked it. So what they did, Banjo stayed in base defense. He stuck with his base defense and the 11 personnel, which stopped Todd Gurley. So meaning they couldn't run the ball against that base defense because they had that extra defender. So now the Rams had to do what they basically be one do one thing, one level, just pass. Yeah, and that didn't work. That did not work out for him. It don't work out when you have a generational type of pass rusher, yeah, like, like Khalil Mack coming at you in a whatever fifteen degree weather. I'm telling you, that boy Jared Goff didn't want nothing to do with that. I'm talking about the mad <laughs> science. You're not wrong, Baggio. Vic, Banjo, I love what you did. And you let them corners, you zone it up behind them and let them watch Jared Goff and play ball. In the cold air, people, few people realize the colder it gets, the bigger Khalil Mack looks. It's, uh, it's true, and the steam comes out when he's breathing. Looks they held uh, Jared Goff to 180 yards, no touchdowns, four interceptions. They had held Todd Gurley to 28 yards. 2.5 yards a carry is what he averaged in Dude, this game. Jared Goff had 80 yards with two INTs in the first half. In the first half. They scored six points and six points only, and it was all in the first half. The Bears, now, Mitch Trubisky did not himself have that great a game. He had 110 yards, one TD, and three interceptions. And this, and this is, you know what? Kudos. I'm not even looking at this. You know, I don't care about the stats. The eye on the sky matters. Well, that's why I bring this up, because I want to ask you now, Jordan Howard had 101 yards for him uh, on the ground. But I wanted to ask you, can the defense carry this Bears team into uh, the playoffs and into the Super Bowl? Can they be a Super Bowl team in this era with a defensive Absolutely. They always Absolutely. Defense always. Absolutely. It, it didn't last year. No, absolutely. But the year before, right? Well, maybe. Yeah, the other years, the Seahawks basically was a dominant. The but Broncos. Girl, it's an offensive no, you're year. No, you talking about it. Yeah, we the Broncos. And even in those Super Bowls, a defensive player made the game, play of the game. So in a touche. <laughs> so in a sense, absolutely, a defense that could cause turnovers. That's the main thing. Cause turnovers, stop the run, cause um, pressure on your quarterback. Absolutely, and you have a a a, a edge rusher like Khalil Mack. You're gonna be in every single game, and Vic Bangio is in his bag. I see you, Vic. You are in your bag right now. You know the crazy thing is, Vic's been coaching for over 32 years. He's been coaching longer than uh, Sean McVay's been alive. <laughs> I'm talking about he's seen more shit than Sean that's McVay. A, that's Are a you great, serious? I, I, you know what? I never, man, I never even considered everything, that. As, uh, everything Sean McVay had, my man Vic's. Like, I've seen this before, young fella. Right, I, I know this. Loved it, man. I, I seen talking this before. About, he was in his bag, man. They can do absolutely a damn thing on the on the Bears defense. And the thing I the thing I loved about it. Matt Nagy, hell of a coach, man. He saw that. So he changed our game plan. So fit because the defense was on fire. He wanted to make sure no offense don't fuck shit up. That was what the play calling was about. Basically, we're going to ride. We're home. We see this energy. It's, that's why the analytics, sometimes it piss me off. And I love the eye on the sky. Because there's no analytics that could dictate that momentum. Mm -hmm. That when did that feel? You know, at that time, there was no need for to do anything complex or offensively. Your defense was Dominating. Yeah. Dominating. Just don't fuck up on offense. Get the ball back on the defense and let the crowd stay in the game. And I'm talking about, they were in their 
back, Chicago Bears. Yeah, the Monsters of the Midway back again. You know, it looks like one of those traditional Bears teams out there, uh, really just just pounding away on the defense, hey, man. And the Rams better do something because I I said it before, and I said it to my uh, to my a couple of my boys, man, buddy of mine, man. That they, that eleven personnel is too cute. They're too cute for me. They're too cute. They're too cute. And when they play against, when they play off starts, you're really gonna see this. The Bears just took a page, and it's it's a simple concept. And Seattle done that before in the past, and it's a basketball concept. You have teams that want to be in space, right? And this is school. Hey, school baby, got college education. So what you do now? School. You want space. So how do you get, de de delete space by length? You know, they want to create space, and you want to close the space down by being longer, by bringing longer people there. Right. So guess what now? Now you smothered the little quick guys. There was nowhere to go. There was nowhere to be quick. So wherever you go, there's a big guy with long arms out there. What you going to do? Length always overtake speed. Yeah, that Bears Outside. linebacker. Yeah. That, that Bears linebacker uh, core is uh, is is. Got some, got some length to it. They back got there. some length to it, and, yeah. and some wheels. <laughs> yeah, and some wheels back there. So from from the Bears in the NFC, you want to stay. Uh, the Bears are now leading the NFC North nine and four, which is a little bit out of nowhere. But uh, with the Khalil Mack addition that they picked up, really became a powerhouse. The team they've taken it away from is the Vikings, who are in their own fight this week with the Seahawks on Monday night, which was a game like the NBA. It was a game that you didn't need to watch until about halfway through the fourth quarter, and then it got interesting. Mm. But this was a team, this was a game of two teams going in opposite directions right now, uh, of the Seahawks and the Vikings. So, I'll give you the choice here. Do you want to start with the Seahawks or the Vikings? Because we got to talk about both of these Either teams. Either way, man. You throw one at me because, the hey, I watched the, those are the, you talking about the ball, those are the two best films to watch. The de, the guru loves defensive games like that, man. All right, so then serious? let's, while we're on it then, let's just talk about the Seahawks oh, then. Oh, sweet Pete, sweet Pete, sweet barbecue sauce Pete. <laughs> so the Seahawks have now won four in a row. They are they are completely back in this. They are eight and five on the season with four straight wins, and they, like the Bears, are doing it with their defense. Bobby Wagner is out there looking like like he is the Legion of Boom. He is. It, they may be dispersed, but Bobby Wagner is still dominating uh, the defense in Seattle, holding it down. Blocked a field goal. A little questionable on whether or not he had his hands. I don't know if it would have mattered, but uh, blocked a field goal nonetheless. Dominated that game, uh, uh, and he, and with Russell Wilson doing just enough to get by. Are the Seahawks, like, the most dangerous team right now? Sweet P got that recipe. Sweet P got that barbecue sauce cooking. Man, I was wrong. I, you know, Sweet P, the guru mentioned this again, and I'm going to mention it again. The guru is not normally wrong, but when I am wrong, I am a man enough to admit, Sweet P. But guess what? I was wrong, and I'm, ba I'm back. I am back-to-back -back like Drake and Mick Mills, baby. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like back to back, like double dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But basically, this I love because this started from the off season. All right. So when Pete first I was curious when he started cleaning house as far as the offensive coordinator with, with, with Charles leaving and then he bringing Schottheimer. So when he brought Schottheimer and then he brought Ken Norton back. So first I was kind of concerned. I'm like, oh. You bring Ken Norton. That means there's a little. You could you you going back to your what you when shit hit the fan, you go back to what you know. 
You know? Yes. So that let me know shit, something really hit the fan for the Seahawks. And Pete Carroll has always gone back to defense and a and a, a running and game. a running game. And a running game. So what Pete Sweet Pete did, he's like, his system works. That's one thing. His system works. All right. So now it's a new transition. There's a new plug and play players in there now. But what Pete's doing, number one rushing team in the NFL. This fits the Seahawks. Everything. This fits everything Russell Wilson. He takes it back to and what Pittsburgh Steelers didn't do, but they went back to their essence. You know, the Seahawks went back to the essence, their system, what got them to be successful, their identity. And also, which helps because you bring Schottheimer in, who is predicated on strictly running the ball, what Pete Carroll wants. That's exactly Schottheimer's offensive model. So it fits him. Russell Wilson is amazing. He's not going to give you a Breeze, uh, Brady type of situation. He's not that type of quarterback. But he's as good, if not better. I think he's better than um, Rodgers. You know, so he's in that category. I personally think Hashtag he's second best Aaron? Uh, yep. Hashtag second best Aaron, obviously. But Russell Wilson with the running game, and then he could do what he does because he's an unscripted – I say this. He's an unscripted type of player. Yeah, he plays that backyard style. Backyard. So what you do, you run the ball, you have your offensive linemen do what they do, and just he extend the play. Because you don't have nobody on the team that actually could run the route tree. That could be like, hey, run a seven route, run a six. They don't run the route tree. They just, they, they just run the ball and just get it done. And Russell, is, he got that it. This was one of his worst games I ever seen him play. Yeah. But the thing about Russ, he always make the moments. So what what Pete, just a country what Pete did with that, bringing all those guys in. I'm like, okay, he's going back to his essence. And then Carson and those guys start getting healthy. There was no injury bug, right? And then the young guys. And there's two guys I want to freaking mention that's having it could be more than two, but just two for right now. Right? And Bobby Wag, the statesman, he is the man on the defense. Bobby right Wagner. Now. Looks incredible. Looks there incredible. There's one guy that I keep talking about. You know, I've said his name many times. Frank Money Bag Clark. Frank Clark. Man, I'm talking about people. Camera, right, right here. Please. People, NFL, everyone who's not in the PNW, Mr. 55 is one of the best pass rusher in football. Please. Y'all look this man up, Mr. Number 55 for the Seahawks. Put in any tape and you will see 55 flash. Having a hell of a, hell of a season, which I predict there's going to be a pro bowler. You remember that in my top five? I do, actually. Rusher. Yeah, yeah. And also the emergence of Shakur Griffin at corner. I love it. Uh, you know how Pete Carroll is known for that kick step as far as their cover three scheme and the corners, their technique. And I'm looking at um, Shaquille Griffin just evolving and growing in front of our eyes. What he did against Steph Diggs and Adam Thielen. He just dominated. And I'm telling you all, Pete got those guys playing. He got those guys playing. And I smell what Pete is cooking. Now, you mentioned Russell Wilson didn't have a good game. That is... That is an understatement. Russell Wilson threw for 72 yards. He ran for 61. That is not good, but it was enough to extend plays and get them through. Now, the Seahawks have a relatively easy schedule uh, going forward. They've got, um, uh, I forget who it is. Oh, they got in on the fifth seed. Uh, you think they get the fifth seed? Yeah, they already got the fifth seed. They got it in. But how uh, how do they look when they get into the playoffs? Is this a team? Most that, dangerous team in the playoffs. Most dangerous team? Most dangerous team. The team nobody wants to see. Yeah, especially, yeah, you don't want to play the team. The team nobody wants to see. Nobody wants to see that team. 
most dangerous team in the playoffs. And I'm I'm going out on the record and saying it. You know, it's going to be a wild card team that's coming out of the, uh, the NFC. Uh, really? Oh, it's going to be a wild card team. You don't think it's like the Saints or the? It's, no, I don't think it's going to be the Saints. You know, I don't think it's going to be the Saints. All right. Well, we will see what happens there. Right now, the wild card leaders are the Seahawks and the Vikings, who seem to be going the other way right now after their loss. Now, Guru, I got to ask you, man, uh, about your favorite cousin here, or is he your distant cousin at, at this point? Because Kirk looks awful. He looks like uh, an $84 million mistake see, is what this see, guy looks see, like right now. See, this is what y'all you know, looks like. He looks like Lestro was right. That's what he nah, looks like. Nah, y'all don't understand my cousin. Y'all don't understand how he works. I'm not blaming my cousin on this one. I'm blaming the Minnesota Vikings, and which hopefully they're trying to rectify it, but I blame them because they're not catering to my cousin's strength. Oh, come on. No, yes, yes, yes. You like that? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> come on. Like let me that. explain. You right. like that. Let me explain because of anyone here, I probably scouted my favorite cousin more than the freaking Vikings. So my favorite cousin, now this is what he's, this is what he's all about. He is a pass. He's a volume quarterback. Meaning, he's a, you got to pass the ball. He's a 60-40 type guy. When he was successful with the Redskins, with, with, with Shanahan, with that offense, with, even with McVay, you know, and you got to move his trajectory. Kirk Cousins is a volume passer, and you have to stay ahead of the chains. With Kirk Cousins, he does well probably in the beginning and middle half of games. So basically, when you script it, when you script your first few 15 plays, you got to give that, you got to incorporate more passing. Listen. You got to incorporate more passing because he is better. He he made that $84 million based on the first quarter to the halftime, right? After that, I will admit, after that, you have to make some adjustment. But what um, what's the difference is now, uh, um, Shermer, um, Zimmer, he's an old school. He wants to run the ball. That's the reason why established John, John DeFilippino got, basically got canned because Zimmer's like, run, 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 run. We need to run the ball, which is, is a friction that don't help Kurt. Kurt is a volume passer. He's not a manager. He's not a game manager because he makes mistakes in those moments. He's the type of guy that you have to get him going in the beginning of the games, you know, because he gives you useless stats at the end of the game. You know, that's when he's always comfortable. You can see that when he's passing the ball, when he's down by, by nine points with, with a minute left, he's comfortable. You know, because he's just airing it out. He's yeah, because he's out. used to losing. Dude, it's, you call it losing? It's his strength. He is. He's four and twenty-four against teams with a winning record in his career. And you know what? The crazy thing is, he makes eighty-four up. million. No, That's no. the crazy. The crazy thing is, Dude, he's four and twenty-four against winning four, teams, and he, spent, and he makes eighty-four million he spent dollars. Time. He spent most of the that. We'll say entirely on that with the Redskins, right? You know what? That's fair. Hold up. That's now, entirely fair. With a team with a winning record, thank the Redskins didn't even have a winning record. Uh, Come a, on, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's fair. <laughs> it's fair that he played for the Redskins and they were awful, so it's all going to play into that. But he's not helping his case this year either. I saw stats that says he's 0-7 in Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah, and primetime. He's, he's, no, 0-7 uh, Monday Night Football. Yeah, it's not good. Well, guess what? When is the Super Bowl played? Sunday. Oh! But his, his, Super Bowl Sunday. Baby. I know, but it's played in primetime. No, it says 0-7 Monday Night Football. No. I've seen him one of Sunday night game when he played Green Bay. <laughs> I saw that. So I know for sure he won a Sunday night game before. So are they making the playoffs? Are the Vikings Absolutely, that second wild card team? Else is gonna lose. You think that they just they got yeah. they, they win? Be, in? Just just because 
Everybody else is that bad. Carson Wentz is about to bank it out for the season. They're, they're talking about he's basically done for the season. Uh, the Redskins been done for the season. Um, the Panthers, Cam, he, he basically about to bang it out for the There's nobody left. By process of elimination, based on everybody else being that bad, they're the only one standing. Now, the Vikings have the Dolphins, exactly. the Lions, exactly. and the Bears exactly. uh, left. So they should they should win at least one of those games, exactly. I would think. <laughs> uh, I, I, probably the Lions game, maybe the Dolphins. Man, you, man, all right, all right. Get that vacation is over. I'm not, you like that? No, Kirk. No, I don't. All right, so let's move on to Week 15 here. Let's uh, let's do a quick preview of Week 15. Uh, we got a couple of big games this week. One of the biggest is the uh, the the Cowboys, the the suddenly NFC East leading Cowboys who who dominated the Eagles even though they won on a fluke play at the end. Uh, visiting Andrew Luck in Indianapolis uh, this week. So, what do you see in this game going on? Because I, I, we all know, obviously, that... The one thing you guys going to know about the guru, and everybody knows, he hates the Cowboys. But they are obviously, if not obviously, I think it's pretty obvious they're going to win the NFC East at this point and get yeah, in. They're another team, that's, another team that's trading on their defense at the moment and, and feeding Zeke. Andrew Luck, on the other hand, has Indy right on the outside looking in with the opportunity to get into the playoffs and make it. And that seems like a pretty hot team, too. What do you think of this matchup, Guru? Great matchup. Great matchup. It's I'm scared for for the Colts in this situation. Um, just because the Cowboys with Chris Richards from um, the Seahawks not being the def- basically the defensive coordinator out there, and the movement from Byron Jones, like I, I, I indicated this a couple of times, and I'm interested because Byron Jones is having a All Pro caliber season at corner. He's shutting down dogs of all dogs. What he did against my man, who I believe the best receiver in football, Mike Thomas, you know, from the Saints, was incredible. So I want to see this matchup because the hottest, well, the two hottest receivers are going against each other. But uh, T.Y. Hilton and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. I want to see T.Y. Hilton is as hot as Amari Cooper. So I want to see Byron Jones versus T.Y. Hilton. And another thing I don't like for the Colts with this, I saw when they played against a cover three base team. I saw that the Jags is a cover three base team, and the Jags, I mean, they put a, what they call it, a shellacking. You know, a straight up old school back of the, meet me in the back of the back, or the back of the bus, boy. I think the word you're looking for is mollywop. A mollywop. Yeah. You know, a shellacking with a mollywop out there. So, uh, and obviously the Cowboys are cover three base defense. Um, so I see Zeke doing what they do and the Cowboys continuing this streak. So another big game is a, a matchup of, uh, you know, two weeks ago what we thought were the top, were two of the top teams in the, in the AFC, the, the Patriots at Steelers. Not quite what we thought it was a few weeks ago. Guru, what is going on with the Steelers and what is going on in this game? Dude, it's, it's, it only feel like for the last two years I've been saying like they're still like this. It's internal. I I I don't know how many times we could break this news. Yeah, it's internally a situation going on. It's a, a a team culture clash. Big time. Yeah, you know, big time with Ben and the old ways of when he came in, how they do things to the now the new way of Mike Tomlin doing things, and frankly. I'm going to say this, dude. I think Mike Tomlin is a swell guy. He's a great 
great quote guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's great. Like, I would love to have him on the show. You know, he's oh, a good look looking guy. guy. He fits the whole profile. But once it comes to the X X's and O's, what the guru likes to do, when it comes to breaking down that film, just like Vic Bangio did, how he did that against uh, uh, 11 personnel team, Mike Tomlin is lacking that aptitude. Mike Tomlin is not a great coach. He's not a good coach. He's a great leadoff man, but he's not a good coach. Not a good coach. Mixed in that with the prima donna-ish of Ben, and then you have the flamboyant AB, man, you have a recipe of some craziness, like the Sandlot. And you got, you know, uh, Le'Veon doing what he does, you know, smacking asses out of strip club and making rap videos while he's getting paid. Like, there's just, this don't feel like a Rooney-type organization. It don't feel like a Rooney. When you put it that way, no, no, it doesn't. Something just is not, and we know it's the culture, you know, because the organization is great because they always draft. Their draft is still amazing. They always have draft. They always draft great. What is lacking is, what I believe now, is the culture. And who dictates the culture? The coach. Coach Coach sets that. That's why Seattle's is the way it is because they got the youngest, oldest guy, uh, really firing up that team, mm-hmm. and he's a real player's coach. And, and yeah, it's so funny. This These two teams is like two great organizational systems it, it, that's, that's totally different from each other. One is all about, you see the Patriots just like the Miami Miracle. You see how everybody was like, hey, it was my fault. Yeah, everybody hey, took blame for everyone, that. Everyone said, I, I should have done better. I should have did this better. It's just like so robotic. Yeah. And then if it was Pittsburgh, Oh mercy! Him, 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 oh him, my him, God! Him. This guy Ben says something. Mike Tomlin says something. The radio station says something. Heinz Ward says something. Motherfucking uh, Lynn Swan says something. I mean, the whole shebang is saying something, bro. Terry Bradshaw got thought. Terry Bradshaw is saying something. I'm like, man, the whole seventies. Everyone just comes <laughs> out, man. The whole seventies. Oh. The whole decade got an opinion on this. <laughs> So where do you see this one going? You see the Steelers able to redeem themselves? You see the the Patriots tamping them down? Dude, you know, it's just one of them things. Like, I don't know if you've been bullied, you know, or if you got somebody that picked <laughs> look, on. Look at me, there's I've somebody, been bullied. So there's always this one. <laughs> the Patriots and the Steelers remind me of, you know, there's always this one bully that became your friend, though. Oh you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's like you know, you like every time you step on, you like he's my friend. I could, I could beat him. I could beat him. But you know, you still remember that one punch you took. That hurts so much. You like, I could beat him, but I don't want to feel that punch again. So basically, New England own Pittsburgh. Um, Brady is six and two in Pittsburgh. Um, Brady dominated Pittsburgh. It's he runs Pittsburgh, and I see this happening again. And tell the truth, I don't remember the last time in my existence, the last time I seen Brady Aaron them lose back to back games. Now my question on this is, uh, will does this spark a downfall for the Steelers? They are sitting at 7-5-1. and one. They got the Ravens at 7-6 going the other way with Lamar Jackson uh, getting that team completely in a hey. new offensive direction and really writing that ship in a way we've never seen the Ravens do. I'll tell you what, man. Watching him and Mahomes go at it, that was some backyard football this week uh, of the two of them just like scrambling and throwing. And I, I, that game was way better than I thought it was going to be. The, the the parts of it I saw, the highlights I saw from it, that game was crazy fun watching those two guys scramble back there. What happens with the Steelers here? Are the Ravens going to chump them for the for the North? The Bumblebees 
and Mike Tomlin, I know the Pittsburgh are a stable organization, and this is blasphemy coming out of my mouth, but Mike Tomlin should be not in the hot seat, but he should be in the warm seat. <laughs> because the Pittsburgh Steelers will underachieve again and will not make the payoff. They will not even make them? They won't playoffs? make the playoffs. Playoffs? And you take that straight to the Brinks armored truck. Don't even In take it to opinion, the bank. Take it to the armored truck. The Steelers will not make the playoff, and Mike Tomlin will be on the warm seat coming in next year. All right, another big matchup this weekend is uh, in the NFC is the Saints at Panthers. Now, the Saints looked like the best team in football uh, until until the, the Cowboys beat them, and now they look beatable. The Panthers were uh, an early season favorite, seem to be going in, in the other direction themselves. What do you see going on in Carolina this week? A molly wop. This will be quick. Another molly wop. Quick, because Cam showed the situation. There's a little bit. Uh, remember this. Something's going on with Cam. Uh, they went doing last game. He can even throw the helmet. His shoulder is not right. It might. It kind of look kind of. It smelled like a Andrew Luck situation. His shoulder is really? not right. Yeah, his shoulder is not right. And uh, frankly, I don't see Cam gonna finish the rest of the season. You don't uh, think? No, I, I don't think he's gonna play this game. There's no. It's something serious. Excuse me. It's something serious. Uh, so it's it's a molly wop. All right, so that one's over. The Saints then. I got one more here. The big game of the week, the one we're all looking forward to, uh, is actually it's it's the early one. Is Chargers and Chiefs. Hopefully, we get the uh, the podcast out so people can uh, can hear that. Just your thoughts on on this one. Dude. Tell me, Chargers Chiefs. Oh man, I've been this is a West Side this. Story, been, man. It's just straight up. Yeah, Sharks and Jets. Yeah, baby. I've been waiting for this damn game since the season started. When I saw the Chiefs doing what the Chiefs doing. Do you know because the Chiefs beat the Chargers opening game? Right. You know, I saw that. And you know how I feel about my my San Diego. Fuck the LA. Right. The Los Angeles San Diego Chargers. Yes. My San Diego Chargers. How I feel about them. With my man Joey Bozo back in the building. Bozo back in his bags. You know what? My Chargers with my coach of the year. And I'm tired of y'all keep saying Matt Nagy, Sean McVay. I'm tired of it. Anthony Lynn is the coach of the year. What more do you want? This guy took a team that went through a, a, a transition from San Diego to a place I don't even want them. They don't want them. They, don't even they can't even them. fill a damn stay, soccer stadium. Stay, you know, stay basically in a hotel. They know crap about where they're at. I'm talking about the next year. Look what's happening. They might freak around and be the first seed in the entire league. Are you serious? Why is Anthony Lynn not being called the head coach of the year? The guru stamping that, baby. Call her action. Anthony Lynn for coach of the year. Same scene, well, beam. I actually, I agree with you on this one because if they win this game, the Chargers win this game, that makes both teams 11-3 and three at, the, at the top of the AFC West. And the way the Chiefs look. Now, I obviously, I don't believe in the Chiefs. I, I watched that game. I think Pat Mahomes is, is amazing. But I don't believe in the Chiefs because, A, Andy Reid uh, will find a way to lose the game. And, B, they commit way too many penalties. The Chiefs lead the league in penalties on, I think, both sides of the ball. I know overall they do, and I think they lead on either side. Y you can't win a Super Bowl when you have as many penalties as the Chiefs do. That is going to be their downfall. Uh, it, it's going to cost them the games. It may cost them this Chargers game. That and Andy Reid will find a way to, to blow a game. So I actually believe more in the Chargers than I do in the Chiefs as we go forward. I think no one's talk. people talk about the Chargers, but 
in a way like, hey, should we I be ain't talking about the talking Chargers? About the Chargers. They're just like, they just, they, you know, they look at the Chargers like a, like what we always do. They, they wear the powder blue. Yeah. They look so, they're not, nobody's taking them seriously. No one is taking anything. This is not your grandpa, your daddy Chargers. This is not those Chargers, buddy. This Chargers got identity. They will run the ball. They will smash you in the face. They have a defense. Once again, that cover three scheme, they, they love it. That's one of the best schemes right now being run, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in the NFL. So the Chargers with their young rookie stud safety, um, Darwin James and, and, and Ingram and Eckler. Come on, man, with Phillip Rivers. Dude, you have a recipe, a recipe that needs to be fit in a Super Bowl. Ah, I see what you did there. All right, Guru, well, let's take a quick break. I know you picked the Chargers from the beginning of the season for the Super Bowl here anyway, and you know what? I'm starting to believe. we got to take a quick break here. We'll be back in segment two in just a bit. We're going to have our, our call-outs and shout-outs, one final look back at, uh, at the week that was in the NFL. Then we're going to look ahead with our bets with Ben saying with Ben Carey from the Currency Kings. You know I got a two-minute drill to give you here to end out the show. So we'll be right back. Trash Dog Radio. Radio, back again, segment two. Guru, you know what that means. Let me get these out of the way real quick. Trash Talk Radio and TrashTalkRadio.com, brought to you by the World of Sports Network.com. World of Sports Network, connecting the world through the sports we love. Make sure you head over to the World of Sports Network page and check it out over there. We got the Trash Talk Radio, we got the In My Opinion with Denton Day, we got the Encore Off Court, and a whole bunch of other stuff over there. Make sure you go over to the YouTube page, the World of Sports Network YouTube page, and subscribe to that so you don't miss anything here on, uh, on TTR. If you're looking for me, Lestro, you can find me every day on Twitter, at More or Lestro. That's at More or Lestro on Twitter. And the Guru is on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. It's just his thoughts, man. Just his thoughts every day out there. One more time for the people in the cheap seats, TrashTalkRadio.com. And Guru, what's that hashtag? That's 10K for T. All right, Guru. Now, before we get out of here for this week, we got to look one more time back at the week that was in the NFL with Guru's call-outs and shout-outs. This is the chance where Guru, who goes over all the film, calls out the guys that need to be called out. Oh, my God, the heck out of here. For their mistakes and, and their poor play, and also gives a shout-out yes, yes, to our guys that need to be recognized uh, for, the, for their play over the weekend. So, Guru, what do you got for us? Let's start with the call-outs, as always. You always got to do the call-outs, Oh, I man. love them. You know, those are the facts, man. Those are the folks. It could be the folks. It could be the organization. It could be the kin folk. It could be any anyone out there, man, that deserve to get their ass called out by the G to the U to the R to the U. Same way. I remember uh, a few weeks ago, you uh, gave a shout out to anybody who's ever paid a bill. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yes, boy. A yes, bill, boy. Bills, no, everybody. Bill, bills, everybody. Everybody. So give so, us a call out for the week. Hey, I'm calling y'all asses out because I'm hating. Yes. Oh, my God. The heck it's out all it. right, ladies. Hey, y'all look at me. Yes. It's all right to hate sometimes. And I'm hating because I could do that. <laughs> Mr. Situational Football himself. William Belichick. <laughs> William? Oh, he's in trouble. You called him by his full name. William Belichick. You had a lapse of judgment by having the Polish monster, or is he Russian? What is he? I don't even know. Yeah, Eastern European 
Who you like, know they don't play nothing on defense. The East and you're playing the offensive people because you've seen Magnum Slurm stone shit. <laughs> but anyhow, the guru is calling the William. New England Patriots out because you know why I'm calling the whole Patriots? Oh, all of them. You know why? why? Because all of them took a blame. You know, Gronk took the blame. <laughs> Bill Willem took the blame. Crab took the blame. Brady took the blame. All y'all took the blame. So I'm calling all y'all asses out, man. The whole entire New England Patriots who you could never blame no one because they all said I did it. All y'all asses getting called out for that miracle in South Beach. Oh my, get the heck out of it. And again, we know whose fault it was. <laughs> the Gronk's on the field. We got this, you know. Uh, all right, so we're calling out the entire New England Patriots organization because they're all going down together anyway. So who else we got? All right, this is dear to my heart, man. All right? When I was growing up, I used to hear my counterparts, my anti-Redskins fans, call them the Deadskins. Call them this. Call them the Wagskins. Call them the Oakland Raiders of the East. <laughs> Call them the Cleveland Browns. Call all these names. And I used to, the goo used to get these hands, dog. The goo used to grow up in the streets with these hands for defending my Redskins. Well, you know what? What my Redskins did versus the New York Giants was downright embarrassing. And the guru is calling the whole organization out. I'm calling y'all asses out. And you know what? If you're from the DMV, and you know what? I need y'all to go to the Redskins games and boo the shit. <laughs> boo the shit out that damn for that performance it did against the Giants. Down 40 to 0 at one point. I'll tell you what. It, uh, oh, my God, the heck out of it. It works for Philly. It got us a Super Bowl, that booing thing. That's what that, uh, it, it works for us. You might as well try it, right? It oh, my God, get the heck out of it. All right, so we're calling out the Patriots. We're calling out the Redskins. Who else are we calling out this week? You know what? I have to do it again. Because this is becoming a couple of times I have to do this. My long lost cousin. Oh. You like that? My long distance cousin. (laughs) You know what, my long distance cousin? I don't like that. And you know what else I don't like? I ain't going to call your ass. I'm taking it back to the days. I'm not going to one hate on your collect call you no more. (laughs) No way, my long distance cousin. I'm calling your ass out because every time your ass be choking. I need the Hamlet maneuver on you every mo- every time on Monday night. Every time it's Monday night, we need look at that. Lester's pulling the Kirk cousin. That's what he's doing. Lester's pulling the Kirk cousin right now. He does it every every Monday night. Next Monday night, please, please, everyone, please learn the helmet maneuver because my long distance cousin might need it. Oh my, get the heck out of it. All right, so it's the Patriots, the, uh, the Redskins, and Kirk Cousins all getting the call out this week. Oh, Guru, let's, uh, let's turn to the guys who deserve to be recognized for having a, having a good weekend. Uh, who gets the. Uh, yes, boy, yes, boy. Who gets our shout outs this week? Kirk Cousin got me sneezing out bullshit. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm sneezing all that bullshit out here, man. So who do we got that we're shouting out this week? Hey, man, shout out. I got to get this out of my chest, man. You know? Those guys in Miami, because I said it was a dumpster fire during the preseason. They were. I said Miami's a dumpster fire. They don't know what the hell is going on over there. Tannehill, Hoswaller, 
uh, old man Frank Gore, Drake. I'm like, what the hell? They said Drake. I'm like, oh my God, Drake playing football now? Well, he's got I'm this like, everything. There's miracle. Drake got a Miami jersey on, running. He's making hits. He's scoring touchdowns. God damn, Drake runs the whole world right now, man. <laughs> From the north to the south, man. It's all about Drake. <laughs> so with that said, the Miami Dolphins, because you guys always roofie the New England Patriots every time they come down south. Due to the fact that you guys are so slick to somehow roofie the shit to cause the Belichick to have a lapse of judgment. I am giving you guys a shout out. That is a shout out. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. To the Miami Dolphins for their ability to roofie the to Patriots. Roofie the Patriots. All right. Who else we got this week? Dude, I hate to keep saying this. And I keep saying I hate because the guru's all about the hate mood today. I hate Fired the up. fact that it seemed like the Google kind of liked this team because I keep talking about them, but they keep doing shit that make me talk about them. Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. This trade looks better and better. Man, I'm telling Amari Cooper, I am giving you a shout-out. Since the trade, the last six weeks of the NFL season, you've been the best receiver in football. You have done it with 642 yards, 40 reception, 6 TDs. You and T.Y. Hilton are killing it, killing it, Amari Cooper. I didn't think, I didn't think you were worth all this. But you know what? Like they said back in the 90s, you're all worth this with a bag of chips. Yes, boy, yes, boy. That trade is going to work out for both teams. is because is uh, with, uh, with the Raiders processing, they're going to get the picks, and, uh, and really Amari Cooper – putting the Cowboys over the top in the NFC East right now. So that's that's a good one, too. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. All right, one more from uh, from this week, Guru. Who's our last shout-out? You know out? what? The last shout-out. And you know what? This is going to be a side note. Thank you, John Gruden. I should have called your asses out, but I didn't because you know why I didn't call you out? Because you gave other guys, you gave your team, your players to other guys. Now they're about to go to the damn playoff while your ass is rebuilding. So, everyone, the Dallas Cowboys, you better thank John Gruden and the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. These Chicago Bears. I am giving y'all a shout out. I've been saying it all day long, man. Vic Bangio, what he did with that defense, what he outcoached outsmart the young genius. The 32, 33-year-old young genius got outcoached by Grandpa OG. I'm talking about <laughs> Uncle Vic. Unc Vic, baby, took it straight to his ass, man. You put Unc Vic, the master, the genius, with a Mac. Come on, man. With a Jackson, you got yourself a motherfucking law firm. I tell you what, that's <laughs> a hit right there, man. You got the Mac, you got a, you got a Jackson, you got Vic. I'm in. Oh, you yes, got boy. yourself a you got and you, you you got yourself a Trubisky now you and a Nagy you talking about oh mercy 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 or Lago you have yourself you have what you call the Guru is giving the Chicago Bears a shout out yes boy yes boy all right so that is our shout outs of the week Guru shout outs go to uh to the the Dolphins for roofing the Patriots Amari Cooper for being the best receiver since uh, in the past couple of weeks and the Bears for stealing other players and really putting together a team that is a that is a hell of a team out there and, and quite a law firm too one might add Absolutely, one man. might add the monster in the midway yeah, all right right there, there guess where that law firm is from oakland <laughs> so we so we're stealing from oakland they better sue the raiders are suing they're gonna need lawyers themselves all right so with that 
Uh, let's uh, let's turn our attention to week 15 coming up in our Bets with Ben segment with Ooh. Ben Carey of the CurrencyKings.com. Remember to head over to the CurrencyKings.com and check out the free picks. Free picks every day from our man Ben Carey. And make sure you use, uh, go to BetDSI and use the promo code TTR. Promo code TTR on BetDSI. You get a great deal over there. Got it all worked out. So make sure you use that. We're going to find out what Ben's, uh, Ben's got cooking for us this weekend. So, uh, so let's check that out right away here. Bets with Ben. What's up, guys? Ben here from Currency Kings. Back at it with some picks for the weekend. Now, college football bowl season starts on Saturday. And I know a lot of people, including myself at times, have said, oh, there's too many bowls. You know, everyone's playing in the bowl games. Well, you know what? If they're going to be playing, so what? We're going to be betting on them. So that's one thing about bowl season that I do appreciate. And if you're not into bowl season, now you can bet on it and you will be into it. So we're going to start it off with one of the first bowl games. And bowl season actually starts this Saturday. That's the New Mexico Bowl out in Albuquerque on Saturday. I like Utah State in this one. Utah State is favored by 7.5. They play the Mean Green out of North Texas. And and I like for uh, Utah State to... uh, Win this one by two touchdowns, so go with Utah State, seven and a half. The next game I like is Arizona State and Fresno State squaring off in the Las Vegas Bowl. So two picks I like in this one. I like Arizona State um, to, excuse me, the under in the Arizona State-Fresno State game. So the under is 54 and a half. Both teams have very good defenses, and I expect this one to be a low-scoring affair. So do not bet on Arizona State. Bet on the under. Do bet on Fresno State minus five and a half. Fresno State uh, looked very dominant out of the West um, Mountain West Conference. They have a really good team. A lot of people have not watched them play all year. I have. They're a good team. Bet on the Bulldogs minus five. The last game I have for you um, for this college football kickoff bowl season weekend is the New Orleans Bowl, a matchup between Appalachian State and Middle Tennessee State. Go with Appalachian State minus seven. They have a very good defense, and I expect them to show up in this game. Appalachian State minus seven with the points. Put some money on that one. We jump over to Sunday in the NFL. I have three games I like a lot um, for this Sunday week 15 edition. The first one we're going to jump into is going to be the Giants at home against Tennessee. Giants are favored by two. I like the way the Giants have been playing lately. I think Beckham will be back for this one. So take the Giants minus two at home. The next game I like is the LA Rams against the Philadelphia Eagles. But I actually like the Eagles in this one. Now I understand that Carson Wentz is out for the season, it looks like. But this line jumped from 10.5, or sorry, 9.5 to 10.5, all the way up to 11.5. I just think that's too many points. I think the Eagles can actually keep this one close. So I like the Eagles to cover 11.5. That's what it's currently at. It could fluctuate here and there, but uh, I I do like them to uh, keep it close. Nick Foles is not a bad quarterback. I think he gets it done, and I like them to get the job done against the Rams. Last game I have for you is Houston Texans 
taking on the New York Jets. Now, this one's actually on Saturday, so make sure to get that bet in. I like the Houston Texans to rebound after their loss against the Colts on the road. They're currently favored at 6.5. I like the Texans in a bounce-back game to win by 10, so go with the Houston Texans on the road, minus 6.5. There's one other game that didn't make the cut that isn't one of my favorites but is right near the top. That also is Denver, minus 2.5, and the under of fifth or 45 in that one. That is also a Saturday game, so if you want to have some action on that game, play that as well. All right, Guru, back again. Ben Carey uh, giving us the picks for the week. Remember to head down to BetDSI and use promo code TTR. Promo code TTR on BetDSI. And, uh, and Guru, remember, don't bet with your heart. Bet with Ben. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. All right, we are running out of time on the show, Guru. We got uh, about two minutes left. You know what I think we should do? Yeah, you know what? You better make sure Kirk Cousins ain't got the ball. That's the one thing I do know. Because you don't pull a Kirk Cousin. Let's get to our two-minute drill. This is how we play the two-minute drill here on Trash Talk Radio. This is our chance to talk about all the things we didn't get to talk about on the show that happened this week. I put two minutes on the clock, and we start lobbing questions at the Guru. Are you ready to go? Let's get it. Here we go. All right, Guru, I'm going to break here for just a second because I want to mention at the top of the two-minute drill, get this off my chest, Harold Baines was elected to the uh, Baseball Hall of my Fame man, this week. Harold Baines. Yeah, this is Harold Baines. This is the, uh, the broadcaster bump on this. And I just want to say that Harold Baines, good player, does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my I'm sorry, gosh, man. Good man. broadcaster, maybe man. in the frick wing, but not in the Hall of Fame. My man, Harold, man. I love my man HB, baby. And I just want to say, if Edgar Martinez does not get in this summer and Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame, we're burning this shit down. You know what? PNW, we are burning this hey, shit man, down. I'm sorry, man. We Martinez, there's so many Martinez in the Hall of Fame, man. Edgar. Man, damn. He's not even the best Martinez. Tino's the real Martinez, man. Edgar. Edgar. Hey, I'm sorry, PNW. I still I'm live just in the area. All right, so Guru, let's get back to it. Get back into it here. I want to ask you a little bit about uh, about the basketball season. The Rockets are in second to last place right now in the West. They're ahead of just the Phoenix Suns, who are a dumpster fire. Can they turn this around? Is there still enough time? Yes, yeah, NBA. Secondly, don't call them a dumpster fire because that dumpster might be the next team in Seattle. <laughs> You can't name a team called the Suns in Seattle. There's no doubt about that. Hey, uh, another question uh, here. I, we talked about this before with the Redskins. I want to get back to football for a second. My question is, are the Redskins the worst franchise in sports? Make oh, I got DC him. Sports great again. Yes, the Washington Redskins right now are the most delusional franchise in the entire major sports. They're the worst owner in all of sports. That's their biggest problem right now. All right, uh, the Seattle is getting an XFL team. We talked about this, and by the way, your choice of last week for the hockey team, the Whiteskins, absolutely a perfect name for the XFL team uh, uh, that's coming to Seattle. My question for you is, will you watch this team? Do you think there's a need for it? Uh, uh, do you think guys will play? Hey, you, damn why we going to watch this team. You know why? Because we're in the PNW, and guess what? My man Lestro is the best sports host in the entire PNW, and damn right we're going to be there because you know what they're going to do the opening ceremony? They're going to give us a pre-roll, baby. <laughs> that pre-roll sativa because we don't hey. want to sleep on a game. Hey, if they, if they called, would you play? They'd be like, Guru, we need you. Are you in? 
damn well, baby. The ghoul gonna get his ass toasted. I will get toasted like a toaster, man, but I'll get that Vince McMahon check, That's baby. That's right, Vince. Vince, call. All right, one final question here. You heard the horn go off. We're out of time. Guru, they're having trouble finding somebody to host the Oscars. I'm curious if you'd do it. You think you could host the Oscars no, for us? I'm not, I can't do no Oscar, you know, unless the name is Tyrone, unless it's Tyrone, unless it's, you know what I'm saying, Jefferson. I'm not naming nothing no Oscar. Who the hell do I look like? Is my name Pedro? Is my name Edgar? What the hell? No. It's the Oscars, man. It's the, the Academy Awards. You wouldn't host this oh, show. Oh, shit. I'm talking about Oscar like Oscar something. No, no man. Hell nah, man. Because Jay-Z said somebody else going to Oscar. Whatever Jay-Z said, that's what I'm going to do. Jay-Z said, no Oscars. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I ain't going because either Jamie Foxx or whoever my black president said, I ain't going, <laughs> man. In fact, where's LeBron? LeBron, can I go to the Oscars? That's all I need to talk to. Actually, I think LeBron would be a pretty good host for the Oscars. I would watch that. LeBron ain't going to the Oscars, man. But Kobe is because he's won one. All right, with that, we are out of time on another episode of Trash Talk Radio. Thanks to to Ben Carey from TheCurrencyKings.com for giving us another great segment full of picks. Thanks to Avliana Productions for making us look good. Make sure you head over to TrashTalkRadio.com and the World of Sports Network YouTube page to subscribe to everything. Until next time, I'm Lestro. And it's a G to the U to the R to the U. Thanks for listening. You guys always roofie the New England Patriots every time they come down south.